1: Welcome to Web Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is the 25th of July, 2013. Summer's halfway over. Uh, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined as always by Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. And it's going to be an interesting show today. We're going to be doing a lot of talk about Matt Cutts, uh, some of the videos he's put out recently. Going to be talking about some recent changes to uh, Google's Link Schemes page. Um, there will be actually a lot of talk about Google. A little bit of talk about Apple. A little bit of talk about uh, the company formerly known as Rim, now known as Black uh, Blackberry. Sorry. Um we <laughs> <blech. laughs> gonna be talking about uh, that. that's really. I've been talking about Netflix a lot recently. Google's one to Netflix with its uh, yesterday's announcement of its Nexus Chromecast dongle. That's gonna be kind of cool. Dave, you pointed out a cool self-serve advertising model that Foursquare is embarking on. I saw you put that up on Facebook a few minutes ago. Um, and at one point or another, I have a note on my, uh, my show notes that you are uh, kind of pissed about something. You've you got a <laughs> rant ready here. <laughs> I, I want to hear it. But first, before we jump into your rant, um, I might just, let's, let's, let's talk about uh, Google's Nexus Chromecast dongle. You heard about this yesterday? Uh, you know what? I totally
2: did. I got the link that you uh, sent me just before uh, before the show. But I'm going to let you lead the way. Um, I, I I do love uh, Nexus and I do love Chrome, so I I'm
1: excited. Okay, check this. This is this is this is kind of cool. Um, for geez, when when did the word convergence first get? It had to be 1990, <laughs> 1997. They used the word convergence, and that idea was that. All media would eventually be traveling over one delivery system the web and if you know if you're producing um, print content they used to produce that back in the nineteen (laughs) nineties if you're producing print content and uh, you say also have a television network it might be kind of cool to own an internet service providing network so that you could merge your print and your TV arms and deliver it over the web. This is why you saw uh, groups like Time Warner get involved in the internet, or up in Canada, why uh, Rogers, which used to be a publishing firm, got has now become a telecommunications firm. Convergence. The holy grail of convergence has been television, making the computer and you know, America's predominant home entertainment device, the television, you know basically just mashing them together, making them the same basic device. That idea has been you know one of the reasons I've been so tickled by Netflix over the last few months. But again, as I, as I said a few moments ago, Google's taken this one step further by creating through your Nexus mobile device. A, and, and a little, a little dongle, a, a little piece of hardware that you plug into uh, a port on your television. You can control your TV. And you can send signal to your TV through your Nexus phone. So that means, theoretically, your TV has turned into a traditional... Zap, or I'm sorry, your phone, your mobile device, has turned into a traditional TV zapper... But it also allows you to beam signal. Say you want to watch Netflix on the biggest screen in your uh, in your house. Well, that's probably your television screen. Yep. So beam Netflix through your telephone, through your Nexus, your Nexus mobile device, straight to your straight to your uh, flat screen TV. That's really cool. I, I think it's a great idea. I mean, uh,
2: clearly it's a it's a great idea. I mean, you know, those of us, you, me, and, and probably lots of people. I mean, do you watch Netflix on your TV? Sure, you do,
1: right? Wait, I mean, but I'm right, now, so. I'm, I, I want to make it clear, this isn't about Netflix in and of itself. You can broadcast um, CBS anything you want via CBS.com onto your onto your TV. Up, up here, you and me could. Uh, you and I could watch um, uh, 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 a Stanley Cup hockey game. Well, you could, because you're a Canucks fan. I can't climb a Leaf fan. But, <laughs> I think you lasted um, me this year, actually, but that's an aside. Indeed, um, indeed. but the joke still holds. Um, <laughs> you know, we could watch CBC TV content, which, you know, has nothing to do with Netflix. But we could watch uh, CBC.ca uh, con- uh, content through our Again, through our our Nexus devices, bro- beamed to this little dongle that we plugged into our TV. Again, this this isn't the holy grail of convergence, but it's one step closer, and it's something that Google is controlling rather than, um, say, Apple, Microsoft, or or a company that seems to have been more traditionally in the uh, television or working to get into the television space. Yeah.
2: Well, I think this makes great sense. And you know what? It ties in um, to a couple other things that Google's doing. I mean, you know, the, uh, the 4.3, the Android 4.3 um, was just released, which I don't have on my phone yet, but I will. Um, and it's interesting because I, one of the – and now, now learning, learning this one, which I learned this after, the, after knowing 4.3 was out, is they're really going to be pushing um, video processing capabilities forward with all the, the relevant hardware that's, uh, that's coming out now. Why? I was like, I got a tiny little thing. It's <laughs> on my on my display here. It, it does a fine job of, of rendering video on on that size on the size screen that my phone's on, um, mm-hmm. or or tablets. Perfect sense if it's now uh, sending it out. Um, and they're they're looking at launching and 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 going to to your previous points of this convergence. Um, you know, they're they're looking at launching a, an Android based um, gaming console now. Uh, um, you know, so, so just talk about this, this total convergence and what will that console be? How is it, how is it going to expand? Will it just be by default what this dongle is too, right? So you can just have, you know, this thing hooked up to your TV and it'll act as the dongle and your gaming console and, and everything else. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely. I, I think anyway, and I'm I'm sure you agree, and, and probably most of our listeners, it is going to be a really really interesting couple years uh, to watch both the the evolution of the technology that Google is is driving right now, um, and then also the the. Uh, lawsuits and, <laughs> and monopolistic and, and, you know, sort of, sort of um, issues that they're going to be facing if they can actually pull together the what they want, which, in a weird way, I think would be a, a big win for consumers, and the technology it's driving is awesome and has a lot of great applications, um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, you've got to be a little nervous if, you know, they start taking phone, TV, gaming, right? if they just own all of this stuff, uh-huh. then they own entertainment. That's just well, it.
1: And this is, like, one of the reason. the reason I wanted to leave the show with it is this is enormous, enormously disruptive. Um, I think this is disruptive almost to the point that um, peer-to-peer file sharing was for the music industry back mm-hmm. in the mid to, to late 90s. Now, check this out. Check out, everything has a law of unintended consequences everything that happens, something else happens that wasn't, you know, wasn't the intention but was a, a byproduct of the action, right? Yeah. So, the web has pretty much um, if not killed severely damaged print journalism and, and, and print in general. It really costs too much um, to, 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 to print on paper the eyeballs have moved to the monitor rather than looking at paper or looking at print. And advertising rates in, uh, in local newspapers have declined significantly. Add to that uh, the effect of Craigslist or Kijiji or other, you know, um, sort of like for sale boards, decimating the income from the classified ad section. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we have a waning state of... Journalism in, uh, in Western culture, or in, in, in Western Eastern, that's kind of weird to say these days, eh? because the internet's kind yeah. of made the world one big world. But we have a decline of journalism in our culture, illiterate culture. Now, if Google starts controlling the entertainment world and starts moving us from our monitors or our books or newspapers or whatever to the television what does advertising on that delivery system look like? Rather than you know, we we, see, we know what web ads look like, we know what print ads look like, etc. But TV's always been different. TV's always been the big show. So is this gonna is this going to bring money back into the publishing world somehow? That's a lot. That's an unintended consequence that I'm positive is going to happen because of this. Well, I think that's a that's a really really great point,
2: and for for those of us that watch this sort of stuff. I mean, any of these major changes come, there's going to be some some damage, of course. I mean, damaged industries, of course. There there always is as, as things, you know, sort of um, gather together. Um, but for those of us in marketing, be it what is now traditional, um, you know, sort of print and, and build and that sort of thing, marketing, um, you know, versus web marketing. I think it's just uh, one step forward in the, in the merging of all of these things together, you know, sort of a- akin to what we were discussing last week. Um, where, you know, and when you're doing link building and social media, you actually have to sort of flash back to the mentality you would have had in, in business collecting and, in like the 1960s and seventies before the internet, where you actually had to talk to people and, and that accomplished things. I think similarly, this will in a weird way, um, sort of allow the, the traditional marketing avenues, um, to sort of pull forward, taking with them the, the same greatness that they were able to provide in traditional TV ads and, and stuff like that and, and, the, and the benefits of them and carry those forward into a much broader world. Um, and it's going to be a big learning curve for us in, in traditional internet marketing uh, where now there's going to be a bunch of new opportunities, new formats, new um, new angles and ways that you can you know monitor what's going on over on gaming and use that to target ads over on search. Right? I mean, all
1: of this will, will be available. You touched on something uh, earlier, a statement you made earlier, um, five minutes ago in the show, where you, you said one of the things Google's introducing is more robust video editing software. Mm-hmm. Why do you think they're doing that, dude? Right. I mean, like, seriously, <laughs> well, <laughs> what might that have something to do with? Because <laughs> they, know, they know that our eyes are moving this direction, and what do we expect to see there? What does the, uh, what does the general public expect to see there? I think um I think this is phenomenal. Um I yes, I will be very annoyed when my next free when my next free novel contains video advertising. I can't avoid. But it was a free novel and I'm sitting on my couch reading it.
2: Well that's right. I mean and, and we're all like that. I, I, I saw an interesting uh sort of cartoon snippet which had, you know, the iOS user, hey, ninety nine cents, what a great deal. And then the Android user You know, more akin to to you and I with 99 cents, F this. (laughs) We want everything for free. Um, And so at the same time, you know, I think if, if Google can help me get for free something that they can monetize, good for the producers as well, it's great. Yes, it's an annoyance, but I get more stuff for free. I have access to a larger pool of free stuff and everybody gets to win. And if they, as they get better and better with their targeting, and, and they are, I mean, there's tons of flaws. I could do a screen cap of any given search and find flaws. In it. But, um, you know, as they get better and better and as these things merge more and more, I think the advertisement is going to be less of a nuisance. It won't be like sitting in front of a TV where my father-in-law, who doesn't drink a drop, wants to sit and watch a Super Bowl and all these ads are coming up for Budweiser and this and that. You know, Google allows ads to be more relevant to him. Um, and and you know it's it's kind of a win across the board. It's a win for the advertiser. it's it's you know who's just paying to to target the audience they want. it's a it's a win for um you know him, you know, he gets advertised to and for products he might conceivably be interested in. Uh, I think it's a win across the board
1: except for competitors of Google. <laughs> you know, I was having a conversation with uh, with my partner uh, <coughs> yesterday morning. And, I, and I, I said to him, Alan, we got so much on the go right now that, you know, I have this, this uh, mental list of projects we have on the go, but I'm telling you, I'm running out of cranium. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is, growth is scary. So could you imagine being, uh, being uh, Larry Page right now? Imagine being CEO of Google, or maybe being being Eric Schmidt, or, uh, or, or even <laughs> Forrest or Um Could you imagine trying to keep track of all the stuff? your game-changing corporation, all the game-changing stuff your game-changing <laughs> corporation has on the go right now. You know, by this time next year, Dave, there's a really good chance that the way we do our radio show will be different because we'll both be wearing Google Glasses. will <laughs> it be being fed news stories relevant to what we're talking about? Well, not just that. I'm, I'm, right now, I'm stuck in my, uh, in my office, in my chair, in front of my large computer... I can't do the show outside for risk of noise, um, and I need to have good, strong bandwidth. Right? I need. Right. I need to be here to do the show. A year from now, I dude. I, I just came back. I just came back from uh, there's a mall underneath a, underneath an office complex, uh, half a block down from uh, from my office. I just came back from strolling around the mall uh, to clear my head before the show. I could be doing the show while strolling around the mall a year from now because of Google Glasses. And if that mall was, like, more than five or six uh, miles from my house, maybe I'd have taken my Google self-driving vehicle to get there. It's uh, the future, as terrifying as it's going to be, is going to be wildly amusing.
2: It is. And, I mean, the thing is, I don't think the, the competitive... Microsoft would be the, would be the big one, the big, uh, the big company threatened... Um, by what Google's doing in, in all of these arenas, especially in in the gaming one, right? I mean, they're they're sort of leading um, gaming platforms with their with the Xbox and the upcoming mm-hmm. Xbox One. Although got a, a bit of a, a slap across the face by PlayStation on that one, but. Um, you know, at the same time i think it's it's where companies need to, to really focus in you know there's some good brains at uh, at microsoft i'm sure they figured this out google may launch a gaming platform it's <laughs> android based it's going to be a lot like what Wii was to games yeah, i mean sure. it's 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 not going to be the robust um Dedicated console, it's, it's built for the same, you know, stuff you play on your tablet with better graphics, right, is what it's going to be, essentially, um, you know, not something like, say, the Xbox that is, it is built specifically for this, it's, it's got, you know, graphics cards built for this. Not as good as the PlayStation Four by specs, but you know it's it's dedicated to this. So I think Microsoft has their spot, but they really are going to need to work very very hard to carve their niche. And in, in my opinion, anyway, it's going to be yeah, Nintendo that's... that needs to really take a look at what they're doing and uh, and, and even, sort of change for gears. But
1: Mar- even even Microsoft, let's face it, another version of Halo is not going to cut it.
2: <laughs> no, um,
1: like they're going to they're going to have to seriously work to um provide. A better, more convenient option. You know, the the funny thing is, we know that Microsoft is betting a lot of its future on the convergence of uh, the internet and home entertainment. That's I I think the the last Xbox announcement, uh, what two and a half three months ago, was all about how you'll be controlling everything through your Xbox from now on. Right. Um, I remember David Harry from the uh, from the Doge, SEO Dojo was was absolutely excited about this. Um, I think the same way that I'm excited about what Google's doing with Nexus. Um, Apple's going to get a lot of uh, heat for this too. I think um, you know. I think just about any other uh, portable device manufacturer, if Google makes, if Google gives us a reason to pick up a Nexus device uh, beyond the standard reasons anybody would choose a type of mobile device, you know, they make themselves yep. that much more useful in the market.
2: You're right. I think you made a great call there. I think Apple is, uh, is going to be uh, one to be scared of. I think uh, Microsoft, as long as they can, can keep their dominance over the desktop, uh, is going to be fine. Bing, getting integrated. You know, we look at our market share on Bing. That's fine. They're, they're coming up with better ways to fire ads at me anyway. So, so there, you got your direction there, uh, Microsoft, right? I mean, they, they don't need to be a platform of search. They just need that search bundle to get the advertisers in. <laughs> That's pretty much all it needs to be for them. Um, so it is. It's going to be really, really interesting. I, I think we're in for a, for a very interesting
1: couple of years. Okay. We're going to have to go to break in a second. Before we do, I want to leave you with a quick number, okay? A quick thought. This is uh, out of a CNET article um, written by Dana Kerr on July 22, 2013. This, is, this blew me away, Okay. Okay. On an average day, more than 60% of all web-enabled devices exchange traffic with a Google server. So that means, if you you combine Facebook, Netflix, and Twitter, okay, put them all together, Mm -hmm. Google's still seeing more traffic per day than all of them, than Facebook, Netflix, and Twitter put together. Wow. Because 60% of all web traffic around the world will go through... 60% Or 60% of all web-enabled devices will somehow exchange traffic with a Google server. That might be an ad thrown up. It might be somebody checking their Gmail. It might be a web search, a traditional organic web search, whatever. Somehow Google's feeding content to 60% of all web-enabled devices in North America every day. That's, a, that's huge. That's insane. Yeah, that is dominance. Uh, now, speaking of dominance, we're dominated by time. What a crappy segue to the uh, <laughs> commercial. i sorry. I tried. you got to take gonna, what you're given. Uh, you got to take what I give. Yeah, I know. I work, with, I work with what I can. And we work with the following people. Uh, friends, again, we got to be going to... <laughs> <Shoot>. <laughs> crappy segue. Okay, we got to do a commercial here on Webcology. Uh, stick around. We've got a lot more to talk about. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Edger from Digital Always Media. Stay tuned to Webcology. We'll be back after these messages sit tight and don't move webcology we'll be back after this short break
0: building better search engine rankings takes the right formula tracking those rankings is super simple all you need is authoritylabs.com authoritylabs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their api to build your own tools no matter what animal labeled algorithms affect your ranking you should be using authoritylabs Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Ever wondered how you could have access to your own SEO expert, paid search specialist, or social media wizard? Looking for help with your affiliate display media or email marketing? Look no further than the folks at Fang Digital Marketing.
2: Our in-house staff of professional writers and researchers is the best in the industry. We're the link builders you've been looking for. Visit us today at pageonepower.com. You have made it to the Merchant Help Desk. We'll break down ways
0: to succeed in your online marketing operation. SEO for e-commerce, legal issues, PCI compliance, and more. Merchant Help Desk, on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm.
2: off Now
0: back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here
1: are the host
0: Jim Hedger
1: and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is the 25th of July, 2013. Five more shopping months till Christmas, friends. Five more. And <laughs> if you're an SEO or an SEM company... Within 35, 35 minutes or so from now, we urge you to get on the phones and start talking to some of your clients, especially the e-com clients. You don't got to start marketing for Christmas just yet, but you got to start thinking about it. Uh, September, October is the time that you you want to be, uh, you know, where you want to know where you're going with your Christmas advertising. Thanksgiving is the go date, but the time to start thinking about it now. That wasn't what I wanted to talk about, though. I want to do a quick, Is this, this is um this is this important, we're... Uh, we're all about democracy here on, uh, on Webcology, here on Webmaster Radio, and so I have a uh, quick public service announcement. There's a number of elections um, happening uh, in Canada and in the United States around, around this time. Um, one of them is uh, for, the ma- for the mayor of the world's capital city, New York City, and a quick Webcology public service announcement. Uh, this is especially especially to male candidates. If you're running for public office, do not tweet pictures of your penis to random women. Don't do it. <laughs> and if you are, if you are going to do that, which is terribly inadvisable in the first place, but if you are going to send random women pictures of your penis, don't use a stupid name like Carlos Danger. Radio hosts will just make fun of you for it. <laughs> I, suppose, I suppose if he used the, the name weeder Nobody would believe it. Like, who would believe the the name Weeder when you're sending a picture of a penis? I mean, it's just too coincidental for me. <laughs> oh. you, you gotta, you gotta give the guy. I mean, you
2: know, props where they are due. Um, and and on the same subject as the offense, the man has kahunas for staying in the race. <laughs> you gotta just go,
1: okay? You know, did if you not expect you that. To, um, if you go over to Slate, you can see the man's kahunas. <laughs> I'm not kidding <laughs> I'm not recommending you do it you certainly don't do this if you're sitting at work because you will be fired for this um, but yes Slate has uncensored pictures of um, Carlos dangers um, um, yeah okay last, uh, last bit in this uh, webcology in action item do not do this. <laughs> I'm like, I, can't believe that. I can't believe we have to say this on the radio. We don't have to say this. We can just let it go. And we can let American politicians like flash everybody pictures of their penises. But we care, and that's why we say it. That's why we right. say it, because we care about democracy.
0: By the <laughs> oh way, there's a TMZ article man. I just put in the chat right there for you guys. If you want to take a look at the woman he's been sexting with.
1: I... <laughs> Well, wow, I mean, okay, so choose a better name than Carlos Stager because she's not going to go for that.
2: <laughs> well, well this is, uh, you know, a little, uh, you know what, this is almost, it's almost like electoral Darwinism, though.
1: <laughs> it is. Now, here's the funny thing. I don't know if Mr. Wiener is, or, I can't believe I'm saying Mr. Wiener. I don't know <laughs> if Mr. Hot Dog is or isn't the best uh, candidate. He may well be. I know that uh, that a number of the candidates in this race are fairly weak. But, I mean, New York is, if not the, one of the most, if not the most influential city on earth. Um, they've had a good run with mayors recently. I mightn't like Mr. Giuliani's politics, but come on. Not going to find a lot of people to argue he was negative on New York. Or that he was, he was positive for New York City. <laughs> Oh, Sim- yeah. Similarly, um, Bloomberg. Maybe I like his politics, maybe I don't like his politics, but you're not going to. F- I don't think you'll find a lot of people who will say he was bad for New York. I mean, most people will say he was a great mayor. So, you know, Mr. Weiner. And incidentally, I think that there should be an apostrophe S after his first name from now on. <laughs> um, Mr. Weiner may well be the strongest candidate. But, I mean, God, I mean. Look at the problems we have with our mayor in Toronto. You're being pre warned This guy doesn't got self-control. Well, and, and, and let's,
2: let's also say uh, there is this, when I'm looking at, uh, at who I'm going to elect, I do look for good judgment. Uh-huh. <laughs> Might not be his, his strong, strong suit, especially during an election to be pulling a, pulling a stunt like that. But, uh, you know, there, there, there we are.
1: So, good judgment's more important than being well hung yeah, when it comes to winning office. Indeed. Now, maybe twenty years from now, if uh, Instagram really takes off, or if uh, Yahoo releases its porn hold on Tumblr, being well hung might be uh, might get you into office. But today, not so much. Okay, we uh, we ought to move along. I think we uh, we wanked enough time on that one. <laughs> <laughs> speaking, of, uh, speaking of wanking, BlackBerry, um, BlackBerry laid off 250 workers from its uh, Waterloo, Ontario headquarters uh, early, earlier this week. They released the BlackBerry 10 um, in January of 2013. That was going to be the innovation that saved the company. It was met with less than lackluster results um, in retail sales. And um, I think this is the beginning of the, the very last chapter in the BlackBerry story. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, there I may be an right. epilogue that involves selling off technology and patents the company holds, but, dude, I mean, you, you, you agree with me, huh? There's. Oh. So, we, I, I think we've all
2: kind of seen that coming, and they don't have, like, a... Marissa to hire to save it, right because like, we we would have said the same thing about Yahoo kind of thing, right? Like, okay, here's the death you know, death bells going off here and um, you know for Yahoo. and but there there was a, a way to recover um, in this case. I guess, because they don't have different directions, they can go, they do have a lot of assets they could sell. Oh yeah, um, so that is that is a perk. but they're not going to be what they need to be. There's just there's too much dominance right now um by um Apple and, and Android to uh, for them to compete now and especially I, I think I really, really saw it um when the US government and the military specifically mm-hmm. um had opened up the ability to use Android um you know with my, I, I'm sure their Android not like we know them. <laughs> These are very different Androids. Um but to use them and it was just like that was their thing. Their thing was security and, and privacy and, and that sort of thing. And, um, you know, as soon as as uh, as soon as they sort of lost that and other solutions, cheaper solutions, you know, more updated and, and state-of-the-art solutions coming out from a variety of manufacturers, um, you know, suddenly you can go, all right, that's that's kind of it. Um, and I, I, I know they they'd launched, um, you know, some new phones, but I just didn't see them capturing what people what people want now. Um, and then, of course, you are at a move like what Google's doing and starting to hook their phones up to all sorts of other stuff, and you go, "Yeah, they're they're just kind of grabbing and, and entrenching themselves here, and uh, you know, as if they weren't already, but just making it even more mandatory to grab more market share because there's additional benefits. It's not just that phone;
1: it has new benefits that uh, that didn't exist before. Indeed, I just I just can't see BlackBerry with the gravitas in the marketplace anymore. To you know. Foster a good apps development uh, environment, no. or um, to be able to hammer deals with content creators like uh, BlackBerry or, or Apple. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, like like, like uh, uh, Google or Apple are, yeah. are able to do. Um, but then again, we're, you know, BlackBerry is probably not really a concern of ours in the in the uh, digital marketing world anymore. Apple's still a big concern. We're still quite interested in Apple, but consumers seem to be losing steam with Apple. They're, you know, do you remember? Remember when uh, when when a new release from Apple would cause like fanboy riots? There would be lineups around the block. If you stepped out of line to grab coffee, damn you if you try to get back in line again. I mean, like there was. There was Apple was like, like the Furby, you know, where there'd be fist fights <laughs> over, over one one product.
2: And oh yeah, I know the um I, I didn't have a cell phone for years. I'm sure you remember that I'd go to a conference, I'd buy a pay as you go to have at the conference and then that was it. You know, I, I, I didn't want to have one. The three G came out, that was it. I needed a phone. <laughs> it was Apple was did a great thing there. Um, but you're right, they they've just they've lost a lot of traction. Android's doing stuff cheaper, better and with with more uh, more function, more variety. I get to have you know. I don't. If I want small, I don't need a big screen. If I want a big screen, great. You know, and I do. I like having a larger display. Great. There's there's a manufacturer that's doing that for me. Um, so I think that's. Uh, you're right. It's it's not what it was
1: uh, before. Well, Apple did meet its uh, second quarter expectations in in its uh, revenue announcements the other day. However. It's still lost on the markets. It's meeting expectations, and people don't want to take a bet on it. Um, it's, Steve Jobs is an impossible act to follow. Yeah. And a lot, a lot of, what, of what Apple had going um, was, yeah, I see this as threefold. It was, it's amazing technology. No one's going to argue that Apple's a, probably the stronger of the two computers. For pure functionality, Um, they were stylish. Jobs had an obsession with cool style. It had to look good and function well for it to get past him. And lastly, that dude—that dude could sell you like uh, dry air in a desert. Yeah, sand in a desert.
2: It's it's undeniable that that was that was really the combination i mean and what really came down to it um he created a very sexy product and if it wasn't he convinced you it was and you bought it anyway right i mean i don't particularly care for the 5 series but you know people still love them and and we're you know sort of convinced that this this is is it um and you know uh, Great. I mean, what a great move. But, yeah, I don't – that charisma behind the leadership just isn't there anymore to lie to me and convince me I want this product versus one that will actually give me more – I mean, the thing I like about Android is its flexibility. If I want this, I can turn it on. If I don't want it, I can turn it off. If I want this kind of app – Hey, it's available even if it does compete with the uh, iTunes Store. <laughs> like, it's not, uh, it, it's not the same, uh, same kind of restriction. So I I prefer that uh, prefer that environment. But I think there are a lot of people that'll still um, still stick with Apple, but I, they're going to dwindle. I think over uh, over the the coming months unless they do something very very significant. And you know Yahoo is dwindling too. They may get a leadership that inspires that again. Um, and I hope for their sake they do, and and just for good competition in the marketplace, um, and an important marketplace it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we'll we'll see. It's definitely going to take some, some some really amazing leader to step in and and turn that company into what it was.
1: That uh, absolutely agreed. Okay, you know what? We're down to uh, four or five minutes before we got to take a break again. Um, four is a good number. Four Square self serve advertising model. Dave, you just. Uh... You just went through, like, a quick little geek-gasm on Facebook over (laughs) Foursquare's self-serve advertising model. What's this all about? Yes. I
2: love brilliant advertising. (laughs) (laughs) I am paying for something I am receiving. It's why AdWords is so successful. Um, you know, because I'm getting traffic, I you know my dollar value that I'm willing to assign to it. Um, well, what Foursquare has come up with, they've now moved to a, a self-serve model, um, so you can create your own ads in Foursquare. Right? You know, the you know, sort of around me functions, or you know, an ad for your restaurant. If I'm like near you, looking up restaurants or whatnot, um, the ads will appear. They don't charge you for the impression. What they charge you for is if you click it and go to the full profile. And then they charge you more if you check in at that business later. Brilliant. <laughs> and now I'm getting a metric not just of who saw my thing, but who actually came. So I, I'm imagining where, where I can offer these deals and track who's doing you know, multiple different deals, who's you know attracted to this deal versus that deal, and you know the, the, and kind of targeting that Foursquare has is. is Wonderful. You already know what I like. You know, you know, Foursquare knows I tend to like, you know, uh, decent restaurant. You know, I don't go to McDonald's, right? <laughs> I like going to, you know, decent restaurants or, you know, local restaurants and, and things like that. So when I'm looking up restaurants, they could target me perfectly, offer me deals based on what I've liked in the past. Um, and then only target the advertiser when I see what their deal was or, or what their ad was. And then charge them even more if I actually show up and 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 take that deal or just show up at all. Um, I mean, what a for advertisers? What an outstanding model. I mean, I just I, I can't say enough about it. I I love the entire model.
1: So it being on Foursquare, what dif- what extra power does the Foursquare environment give this this model?
2: Well, I mean, it's it's. I don't think it's as powerful as say. Um, you know, Google, right? I mean, it doesn't have the impact of of something like Google, only by sheer user volume. Um, But Foursquare knows, similar to Google, but, you know, certainly, I don't do my searches on Foursquare. Um, They know what I like. They know specifically what I like. They know the average user rating of the types of restaurants I would go to or or the kind of, you know, venues I would go to. Heck, they know which movies specifically I have gone to. Um, So the ability for me to... Check in at a location and for them to then start pushing ads to me on similar locations. Or if that location decides to run, you know, hey, we're having a special for our regulars. Or, hey, you know, we, you might not have known, you know, next Thursday we have this band coming in. And start pushing these notifications to me. I might be checking in at the YMCA, but you can push that ad going, hey, after you've, you know, burnt 500 calories, why don't you come for a pint here and get them back? <laughs> you have this this capacity to do. You know where I am you know what i like um and now we're just going to i think the draw the biggest draw of what they're doing here is that there's really no risk for i mean there's always a bit of risk on false clicks but there's minimal risk um to the advertiser and they know they're getting perfectly targeted and they know that the big bucks are only going to be spent if you actually step foot i mean i've i've you know, we've all that where it won't know. You know, my my GPS hasn't kicked in. It doesn't know where I am. It thinks I'm like three kilometers. You know, that's I don't know about two miles for for our U.S. friends here. Uh, from from where uh, from where I am, and it won't let me check in. Great. Okay, so you actually do know where I am <laughs> in mean, as soon as my GPS kicks in if I have just turned my phone on. Um, you know, you know where I am, so you know my proximity. You can push a deal to me that it's going on just for like la- you know I'm at work right now. You're in a restaurant a block away. Okay, you can be pushing deals to me knowing that I'm sitting here and it's 11 o'clock in the afternoon. I mean, it's, I think it's just its great if they really carry that forward the way they should. It's great. Um, and, 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 of course, there's that side of if they've got some really good patents behind what they're doing, <laughs> that adds uh, another huge value in, in how they could then um, you know, sort of monetize um, what they're doing here. But uh, yeah, I, I just I, I really like it. I'm looking forward to playing it out. I'll, I'll for sure let um, you know. There's actually a, a hairstylist that <laughs> they're not a client of ours, but but I know them. I do dodgeball <laughs> with, with one of the stylists there. Um, I'm actually thinking of testing this out on just as like a freebie. Hey, I really want to see how this works because um, it's a, it's a brand new release, so. Um, I'll, I'll I'll let you know in a couple of weeks how uh, how that went, how the targeting goes, and how it actually functions in the real world. But from everything that I'm reading on it, it, uh, it it's really got me excited.
1: Well, that would be way cool. I, I you know what, I'm going to take you up on that. I'm going to ask you about it in a couple of weeks. Um, let me know when you've um, if you go with that hairstylist or anybody, any of the, your other clients or friends. Let me know, and I I'd love to ask about that. Perfect, I will. Until then, though, I'm afraid we're going to take another break uh, here on Webcology. It's uh, 22 the hour on the 25th of June, 2013. You listen to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Stay tuned. we got more after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology
0: will be back after this short break. Learn more at www.infusionsoft.com slash radio. Join the thousands of search and social media marketers at one of the largest events of the year. SES San Francisco 2013, September 10th through the 13th. Learn more at sesconference.com. Check out daily Meet the Expert roundtables where you can take part in intimate and informative discussions with industry icons. Add over 70 sessions, a crowded expo floor, on-site training at the ClickZ Academy, and webmaster radio. Search badge, and you'll have SES San Francisco 2013, September 10th through the 13th. Register for SES San Francisco 2013 by clicking on the banner ads from the WebmasterRadio.fm website or go now to SESconference.com.
2: Coming up in our next episode of Behind the Backlinks, we're going to talk about relevancy and why it's important. We're going to talk about anchor text and what to do, what not to do. And you might be surprised. We're going to talk about how many links it actually takes to rank. It's a very confusing issue and one I can provide a lot of clarity on. We're going to talk about local link building, what not to do. Hey, it's going to be a good show. Join me. Behind the Backlinks.
3: Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific.
0: On Demand, anytime. Inside the search engine optimization channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies.
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here at WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the twenty-fifth of June of July, twenty thirteen. And uh, Dave, we got, we've got about 10 minutes before, uh, before the news segment comes on, so we're going to have to rapid fire through a few things. One thing I think that we, we got to get on this show, it, it, uh, the video came out a couple days ago, it was, uh, Matt Cutts has been, um, I mean, your company's trying to build an SEO video edu- uh, education series, my company's trying to build an SEO video education series, you know what? Matt Cutts had probably the best SEO video <laughs> series anywhere in the world. And he put another video. What was he got, 150 200 videos out there now? Yeah. Um, I might want his autograph one day. Anyway, he explained... Okay, um, let me back up a little bit. You know those uh, websites that um, have a little bit of information and they have a, like a read more or see more button, and then using like an Ajax widget, they... Uh, there's an expand, you know, they'll expand the page and a whole bunch of information suddenly folds down on the page? Yep. Now when you first look at that you could think, oh my goodness, that's, that's like hidden text, that's not cool what, 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 what will Google possibly think about this? And you know, you might get this neurotic jump in your stomach, oh my goodness, Google's gonna think that they're hiding text on the page here so, somebody asked Matt, what do you And yeah, I know you've seen the video too, Dave uh, what was his response on this?
2: I think it was a great response. A uh, question we've, we've, all, uh, we've all had at one point or another. Um, and I'm glad. His answer ties with common sense. And what, nine times out of ten, maybe more, their guidelines do? what they tell us to do, Um, but it's basically, if there's a component on your page that doesn't need to apply to every visitor, it doesn't need to to show up every single time on your page to everybody, let's say the technical specifications of your blue widget, some people are going to be really interested... (laughs) A lot of people just want to see the thing and and buy it. Um, the The answer to to the question basically was: as long as it is clear that it is meant to be read, it is meant to be clicked. That it's on the page in a way that clearly indicates: click here if you want to see our technical specs. Or then more yes, you could have or, or more information. You know, you can have it. you know a pop-up or you know whatnot or or expand into into more more text or you know use multiple tabs or whatever when it's clear that you are showing this to visitors you're just for the layout of your page and for your visitor experience doing it in a way that doesn't force them to see data they may not want to see but that is relevant specifically to that page you're good if you put it in a way that it's meant to sort of tuck this little bits of content down in, in in locations or you know you're using like a one uh, you know uh, the the link is the period at the end of a sentence or something you know <laughs> common sense is there that
1: ain't going to cut it <laughs> and uh, and that was basically his answer um no that's kind of cool um but I, I mean the i think that's a uh his answer make sure it's you know it's there to be read it's, it's, it's useful and it's, it's providing useful information to web users. That's good. But one of the problems I have with Matt's videos is they're only like two or three minutes long, right? So he isn't right. able to get, he's able to give a very dry answer, but he's not able to get common sense in there. Um, he doesn't talk about website use he's only talking about, you know, is this going to get me burned with Google or, or will I be rewarded by Google? That's all he's saying. Right. He's not talking about usability. He's not talking about the dilution of um, topical content on any given page. Um, he's, not talk- he's not giving any real SEO answer aside from you're not necessarily going to get burned for hiding text if that text is useful to, uh, to the users. Um, before deciding to do this, I'd recommend that webmasters really think through what, how they're trying to present information on the page. As you said, David, and I think, you know, quite wisely, if it's tech specs, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's a brilliant use of them. But if you're just trying to put, you know, have a space to put a whole bunch more content, and that content could have actually been its own web page, you know, maybe it's yep. better to make the independent web page and link to it from... Uh, from the, the area that you had the little pre of content, the little paragraph of content. Oh, um, indeed.
2: Well, and, you know, I mean, I think if you want to see if you're doing it right, and this is just, just my opinion and I in no way profit from, from this specific tool. If you want to see if you're, doing, if you're doing this right on your page, just put Crazy Egg on there. Yeah, yeah. If people are clicking it, then
1: you've done it right. <laughs> that makes sense. And that's, that's kind of it. Then you know it's worked. Okay, we're down to five minutes before the news. We have uh, a couple different things we can talk about. Um, Dave, where do you want to go right now? Um, you know Who's
2: what? Oh. I, I'm going to make sure we get this in because yeah, there's something i got, got to it.
1: say. Yeah, you've <laughs> got to get this off your chest. Go for it. I, I
2: sure do, or I'm going to pop. Google has agreed to pay $8.5 million to a, a handful of, of nonprofits as, as, as payment um, in a lawsuit. So they, they, they've okay. settled this. A lawyer... Has decided to uh, he took a plaintiff unnamed in the article I was reading on it, um, and and sued Google. Why? Because the plaintiff was looking up their name, the relatives' names, etc., and clicking on search results. Seems pretty pretty normal. This seems like That's, hey, we've well, all done that. Well, um, see, exactly. Well, and through this case, the the entire purpose of this case was they're passing private data to third parties. Because this is right before the whole privacy, uh, you know, you log in and, and you know have it not show up on the other side, is not provided, and that sort of thing. The argument was, you can see what my search query is, you could log my IP, you can know who I am, and you can now tie my interests to, you know, now you know a lot of data about me, and you're a third party, you're not Google. So the entire case was that this was a privacy violation. Here's what's even more annoying to me. They weren't even able to prove that that there was any harm caused in in this specific case that we're talking about here. So there was no harm. The lawyer was arguing, hey, you know, this is just because, you know, it's a point because people need to know or people don't know what data they're passing across. Well, people don't know what data they're passing across. How did this lawsuit ever happen?
1: (laughs) You want to know something, man? I, I haven't read this article yet, but I'll bet you it never even went to court, did it?
2: no it, it started to and then then it didn't and Google just shelled out the 8.5 million and the lawyer's taken his chunk and the rest is going to nonprofits which I have no problem with where it's going to of course I mean I think that's a great place for it to go to other than the part that's going to the lawyer but I mean what a ridiculous claim and if if, Actually, if you're if you're scared of this data passing across, maybe what you should be asking yourself is, should I unplug the network cable off the back
1: of my computer? <laughs> think, because think about this it. for a sec, Dave. I think, you know, I, I, it's a spurious lawsuit. It's a bogus lawsuit from where I'm sitting. But I think yep. it's a very clever lawyer. Because yeah. I bet you, I'll bet you this lawyer knew damn well that Google would never let this go to court. They will settle. They'll settle before they gotta open the hood and let people look at the algorithm that's making these decisions well in this case it wasn't even their algorithm it's the person
2: entered this search the the, the header was passing across their search query data like into the into the you know sort of log files of of the third party i.e. Mm-hmm. the target site um, and and all of a sudden it was a big concern that hey I, I searched my name and all my relatives names and now these sites know who i am and and my relatives well Get off the Internet if <laughs> you're worried that people are, are collecting your data, because this is probably, and we've covered many on this show,
1: this is probably the least
2: of the breaches
1: <laughs> that are happening. <laughs> well, again, again, I, mean, I, I, I can't imagine a lawyer who has the technical wherewithal to be able to prepare a suit against Google not knowing that. And so, oh, again, again, I'm thinking this guy is just playing the odds. He knows Google doesn't want to go to court. Google going to court might expose secrets they don't want exposed. Oh, for sure, for sure. They they'll never want to go to court if they can avoid it. Um, um, I'm gonna call my lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> if so you I, can get I, in on this action? Yeah, I mean, what, what, what's this pounding my head against the keyboard, like everyday thing I'm doing? Oh my, God, what a what a waste of time that yeah. is! I go mean, go this was to... a U.S. class action.
2: I mean, heck, we've got more stringent privacy laws here in Canada. I'm just, so I'm just, so just imagine Google what you get. BS,
1: absolutely. <laughs> I got to sue Google over B, uh, over absolute BS. I mean, who cares if it's? <laughs> wow, I mean that that is a great... Now here's the question. I mean, we only got about, we only got about a minute left to answer this, Dave. So quick question to you. Is this going to change Google's practices in any way? Now, fortunately, at this point, they already have their bases covered,
2: right? I mean, they've been very, very clear that if you want to hide this, you know, this this referrer data, just log in. Right. I mean, they, they, they've they been pretty open about that. They've got the mechanism in place to do it. Um, you know, it's, it's, I put it akin to when webmasters were complaining, I don't want my content indexed. Well, you know what? We've given you the robots. We've given you <laughs> no index, no follow. Like, this is now your fault because we've given you the mechanism. And I, I think in this case, it won't happen again because um, they've already yep. got that in place. So they, I think Blair had to really find somebody who'd done these queries. You know, a few years ago, and then pull them up back and go, "Hey, you should be concerned about this."
1: <laughs> well, geez, they could have called me. I've done vanity searches so like <laughs> My search by name is also look in the mirror. Okay, <laughs> on that, I'm afraid we done it. We did it. It's a whole hour. It's two fifty five five minutes to the hour. We got news coming up here at WebmasterRadio.fm. So, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, that's Dave at BeanstalkSEO.com. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, jim at digitalalwaysmedia.com. You've been listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. Stay tuned to Webmaster Radio, friends. More great content coming up. Dave and I will talk to you next week.